The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 200 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for discovering Trek listeners. Fansets, our pins, have character. The USS Cerritos is back. But with Boimler on the Titan, is something missing? Are Rutherford's implants okay? Can Mariner and Freeman just get along? And is Ransom too big for his britches? Jump in the turbo lift and hit the down button, folks. My name is Dan Davidson, and we are Discovering Trek Lower Decks. Thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe companion presented by Fansets. Season 2 of Lower Decks has finally hit Paramount+, Plus, and we are here to talk all about Episode 1, Strange Energies. And as Season 2 of Lower Decks blasts off, so does Discovering Trek Lower Decks, with a new format, but with the same amazing co-hosts. We're kind of our own team of Boimler, Mariner, Tendi, and Rutherford, but you know what? I'll let you pick out who's who. A huge shout out and welcome back to Sarah, Casey, and Bill. Great to have you back, guys. It has been a long time since the four of us have been sitting down to talk about anything as a group, and I'm pretty excited about it. Hello. Too long. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing that. The band Sarah, is back. Sarah, how are things up north? How you doing? It's good to see you. It's good to see you. It is not the Great White North. We've been having heat, 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 and I'm over it, over it, over it. But other than that, things are good. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's happy. Excellent. The dog is bananas. Awesome. Always <laughs> good to have banana dogs. Casey, how you doing, brother? Just chilling out here, my friend. Doing well. Ready, ready to dive into another season. Bam, yeah, we're good. back it's, already. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's great to see both of you, and I see Bill every week, so I really don't care what's going on with him. But Bill, how you doing? I'm sorry, who's this? Yeah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do it without you, buddy. Couldn't do it without you. You could. You just wouldn't enjoy it. That's true. That's true. Well, you know what? Uh, season two is finally started. We've, it's been almost, it's been a year since season one started. It's actually been a full year. Wow. Uh, wow. Very excited that season two is finally here. We got a lot of good things to talk about for the uh, next 10 weeks. So we're going to dive right into our discussion uh, of Strange Energies, the premiere episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. Great kickoff to the season, I would think. Sarah, what did you think? Um, we're gonna we're gonna do things a little bit differently here on on discovering Trek Lower Decks this season. We're just gonna get right into the discussion and talk about our favorite points and things that we didn't like. But uh, I thought it was a great kickoff to the season. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I was a little bit lost because I haven't seen a lot of TOS, so I didn't get a lot of those references, <laughs> and like so I couldn't really kind of have that like extra love of like, oh my god, they're bringing back a thing from TOS, and uh, but doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it because that's what's great about Lower Decks is that they make this show accessible to newbies and diehards and everyone gets to enjoy the laughs. And I loved the opening sequence. I thought it was so much fun on the holodeck there. That is a great mental and physical therapy. The squats, the mm. calling out Boimler for <laughs> Ditchener. I feel like she really let out a lot of rage in that room. And I think she really took and explored the space that she had to work with. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, Casey, one of the things I love seeing right off the bat in that holodeck with the Cardassians, great to see them on lower yeah. decks. Four lights or however many lights were being shined at Boimler. I thought that was a great callback in itself. Um, 
How do you think uh, the uh, premiere episode uh, kicked off? I love that we've had one episode where everything was introduced, that world was built, and, and for episode one of season two, we just dive right in. You're right in the middle of a story, and it's fantastic. It's fast-paced. It's moving along. Yeah, having the Cardassians, having Holodeck Boimler, they keep showing me lights. I mean, that was, like, <laughs> perfect. And I'm like... Good. Let's do this. You don't have to set anything up anymore. We know who these characters are. Let's get into it. Great, fun first episode. I think one of the things that we're going to look forward to seeing all season long, Bill, is a, as because the because the writers do such a great job are those callbacks. We've only hit at a, at a couple of them so far. I loved seeing the Miranda class starship in that holodeck mm-hmm. sequence. I thought that was pretty cool. I was kind of hoping for a second it was actually going to be the Reliant, but it wasn't. Um, but uh, uh, I think right off the bat, I think what Casey just said, buddy, is is very important. We had to spend a couple of episodes in season one learning about these characters we don't need to do that anymore so we dive right into a story and i liked how it came right out of the right out of the box yeah they really didn't lose any steam from last season's finale you know they they kick it right off and it's it's right where it was when we left it you know nine months ago or however long ago it was it was it was fun it was a great ride you know we talk about detail and i think the attention to detail that the animators have on this show is fantastic you talk about the the cardassian uh, setting. I'm looking at things like the door panels, and they're yeah. spot on right off of Deep Space Nine. I look at things like the bridge setting on that Reli- on that uh, that Miranda <laughs> class vessel, like the Reliant, and I it it looks so good. I I want them now to do an animated movie in that era because it looks fantastic. And then I mean, <laughs> Mariner is Mariner, and it's it's leg day, Dan. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna see if I can get that routine for for our, for uh, my local gym to see if we can uh, get uh, eight thousand squats in outer space taken care of. Um, I think it's it's really great to see all of the things that we saw. We saw we saw the gang right away again, and nothing has changed, which is great. I'm not exactly sure how much time has passed, like you said a few minutes ago, Bill, oh. between the season finale um, and and episode one. Casey, you have a you have a number for that. They, yeah, they talk about Mariner goes, it's been like two months, okay. and she wants to go back to doing her secret ops instead of I being tight that. with mom. Yep. That, well, that's a, that's a t- topic that I'm going to talk about shortly as regards to the relationship with Captain and Mariner. Um, but uh, uh, I, 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 was, I, was a li- I, w- I will say the one thing that I was a little disappointed with with this episode, and Sarah, I want to get your take on it, is I didn't... I didn't really like the Tendi Rutherford story as much as the other ones. I thought it was a little, I thought it was a little extreme. The things that Tendi was trying to do to make sure that her friend was okay. And for someone who's in the medical field, I didn't think that that was right for her character. What do you think? I think she zapped him far too many times. <laughs> Absolutely cruel. One or two, you know, a little, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, a little yeah. slap and a tickle. But this was a straight up abuse and. I just, I kind of, am, I'm confused about her intentions. I feel like I don't know if it's love, if it's lust, if it's friendship, if it's, I kind of like pick one and let's go with it. Um, I mean, I had a couple of laughs, but yeah, it wasn't a strong storyline and I think it could have been done subtle, more subtle. Maybe. Casey, you're chomping at the bit, man. I, uh, so, all right. <laughs> all right, I'll be quiet. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, sure, that'll happen. 
<laughs> okay, so this is what I think. I think Tendi is moving from her friendship to uh, maybe some kismet, whatever, a fate type of a thing, or just a, a, not a crush, but a like for Rutherford. I think it's moving that way, and she's not quite sure if she wants that or if that's what is actually happening. And we've seen her before where there's a certain streak with her where if she gets on to something, she's full on into it. And, and I don't want to say a little psycho, but just very energetic into what she's doing and overboard on that and then realizes kind of what she's doing and, and, and pulls back on that. So I think there might be a little, little building blocks here of something that's going on that she's not fully aware of or what she wants to go. And, and Rutherford's clueless about anything she might be feeling. <laughs> Well, she, she overcompensates a lot, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, she she not only takes it to that degree, she takes it to past the nth degree. I mean, think about when, when Rutherford lost his implant at the end of season one. Who was right there with him while he was recovering? It was Tandy. You know, mm-hmm. so th- there's obviously some kind of feelings there. I'm sure that she, she cares about Rutherford very deeply, not only as a friend, but probably as more. But I think it's Tandy's own awkwardness that causes it to manifest itself this way. I actually love this little bit of the storyline because they had to find their normal again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by the... I, I felt like they wasted no time getting back to it, which is what made me happy. Whereas if this were a live action show, it might have taken four or five episodes. Sarah, speaking of what Bill just said, um, were you surprised that Rutherford had his implants put back in? That was actually surprising to me. I thought at the end of season one that we'd see a different Rutherford without the implants, but... Maybe they planned to have him back in all along, and that was just a very temporary thing. Got a system upgrade, right? Oh, there you go. Oh, that's, okay. New 2.0. Oh. And those are the ones you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my goodness. On that note. Um. But I kind of like, just thinking on it, though, I, I, I preferred so much more like the subtle little plays at relationships. Like, it makes me think of um, Ransom and. Um, um, Mariner, just like there's like one episode randomly where there's like a quick comment of an attraction and then they go away from it. I kind of like those because mm-hmm. it makes the, the watcher come up with their own ideas. Right. Well, speaking of Ransom and Mariner, I think we're going to talk about them in just a second. But first, I think it's almost time to talk about what we love to talk about every single week, and that's fan sets. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. And guess what, everybody? We want to take this moment right now to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor for the whole season of Discovering Trek Lower Decks. We could not be happier to continue this amazing relationship with Fansets because, like us, they're huge Trek fans, and that passion can be seen in every pin they produce. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Sarah. Right now, Fansets is out in Vegas at the 55-year mission tour, touting all their latest new releases, which you'll be able to see very soon at Fansets.com. Every two weeks for the next several months, two new pins will be available for you to add to your collection. So keep your eyes open for Dr. Jillian Taylor from Star Trek IV, Monster Maroon, Admiral Kirk, Dr. Pulaski, Guinan, Admiral Vance, yes. DSC Season 3 uniformed Michael Burnham, Jet Reno, Rin, everybody loves Rin, everybody loves Rin, Uh, Vic Fontaine, Zindi Reptilian, Galron, and General Martok. And as always, I mean, you 
YOU, you get to save money each and every week just for being a Discovering Trek's Lower Decks listener. Wow, say that 10 times fast. Discovering Trek Lower Decks listener. Discovering Trek Lower Decks listener. No. Just so head on over to fansets.com and place a whole bunch of stuff in your cart and at checkout, enter the special discount code Lower Decks. That's L O W E R D E C K S in all capital letters with no spaces. And that's going to get you 10% off your entire order. And of course, don't forget that our U.S. customers will get free shipping if you spend more than 30 bucks. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of Discovering Trek. All right, so back to our discussion about uh, episode one, Strange Energies. And the, the meat of this episode was, of course, uh, the landing party with Ransom. Before we get to that, though, let's talk about the relationship that we're seeing with, with the captain and Mariner and Ransom. I kind of hope that this whole disagreement with how Captain Freeman and Mariner have their relationship kind of goes away soon because it kind of happened a lot during season one and it's happening here in season two. Do you think that that's going to be something, uh, let's start with Casey, that is going to continue through the whole season? Do you think they're going to get out of the way quick? I would I would suspect they're going to get that out of the way because otherwise we're, we're going over ground we've already walked over mm-hmm. before. And I think this will be something, as we could see here, where with Ransom and his ego, and going through all of this is a, a great storyline for this episode but that whole weird triad moving forward would be odd. I mean, think about it. He becomes a big, giant head. So it's all <laughs> ego. And I go, and I go. this is e- his ego. Plus, this is a little kind of fun thing at Shatner for being, he played the big, giant head on Third Rock from the Sun. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of that, it's, Jerry O'Connell had to have been in heaven for this episode. He really right. got to have fun with it, I think. And, uh, and Bill... Um, that whole, we had the whole Gary Mitchell reference, which was fantastic. Sarah yep. probably doesn't understand that because she mentioned she didn't have the TOS background, but that's okay. That's okay, girl. Um, what did you think? What did you think? <laughs> oh my I love how you call her out and go, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. okay you don't know right. anything, but no, that's fine. Don't earlier. worry. That's what we do here. Oh, we, we couldn't oh, do it without damn. her. Couldn't do it without her. Um, but, but Bill, I, I really liked that whole... You, you had some aspects of different TOS episodes. You had, of course, Gary Mitchell. You kind of had Apollo with the giant hands holding the shield on the ship. Um, and I really thought that Jerry did a great job in playing um, God Ransom, I guess we can call him. Well, you know, this is one of the things that Star Trek has done over the years is there's some kind of godlike being or, or you know, energy force we don't understand that the ship comes up against. And of course, in this case, it's Ransom, because who else would you have as a godlike being as somebody who thinks he's a god in the first place, or at least God's gift to whatever, mm-hmm. Starfleet, women, mm-hmm. you name it, working out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that aspect. Plus, I loved that, I mean, the way to diminish his powers was to make him feel good and give him compliments. And, and what, I mean, if you think about it, that is right at the heart of Star Trek. It, it wasn't something we had to fight our way out of. We had to find a way to humanize the situation. So uh, kudos to the writers for working that aspect in because it added not only that dimension of, of the relationship between Captain Freeman and Ransom, but it was a great way to just harken back to what Star Trek is about. 
And uh, Sarah, what better way to finally get him back to full human form by giving him a good old kick in his complacency, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like they kind of did that, though, in the opening scene. Where Several times. <laughs> the parents are having their wonderful mother-daughter having their wonderful moment. And you're like 10 minutes into the conversation. And he's like, I'm still here. It's my favorite shtick. <laughs> it totally reminds me of that scene in Guardians of the Galaxy where they're having an intimate moment and there's Drax. It's like, I've been standing here for an hour. I move so slow. No one can see me. I'm invisible. <laughs> oh, classic. Is this the first time we've ever had nut shots in Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them. Subtle. <laughs> Technically, the second time, if you count Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Right. Uh, where that wasn't his knee. Right. Um, yep. so, um, but I mean, repeated shot after shot after shot. That was just brutal. Jerry probably liked that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, it was. It was good. It was good. Tos esque. It was a good Star Trek story with uh, everything that was going down on the planet, and it was also mm-hmm. kind of interesting that just by cleaning off the walls, this whole thing fell off the rails. Well, it was unintended consequences of an action, yeah. right? Yep. Hey, right. I'm going to help clean something up. Clean the soot off of this, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Speaking of the lesson, uh, there oh, is don't clean. I like that idea. Yeah, that's a good. Well, I, that's you normally, anyway, Bill. Um, but I, I did like, of <laughs> course, what we haven't talked about. The one part of the quartet that has not been talked about is Boimler, and uh, <laughs> how happy is everybody to see Captain Riker, uh, <clears throat> Jonathan Frakes' voice in animated oh. Riker form is just fantastic. Yelling "Red Alert!" I think was the first thing we heard him scream. Where's which the was spinoff fantastic. show? I'm ready for it. Let's do it. <laughs> Same. Yes. Four-hour yeah, right? episodes twice a week. Six yep. months. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> Nutso Riker. Love love the angle they give him in oh, this episode. The jazz like, references. Oh. Yeah. And, so and the way that when they were entering that wormhole, how like everybody was like stretching out and he had that big open mouth with that beard and everything still looking great. Well, I don't Smiling. know if you guys ever noticed this, but a number of times when I attended STLV and Mr. Frakes was up on stage, he always made reference to this Rikers in Space show he wanted to do. Maybe this is the platform yeah. we've been waiting for. I want no to doubt. See That'd him be amazing. All season long. I want to see him all season long. But that brings me to a question. Mm. We know that the group has to get back together. It's, it's going to happen. It's not Lower Decks without the four of them together. Yeah. So how long do you think Boimler is going to be on the Titan? Side note, glad to see the Packleds are still going to be a threat this season. Uh, it was evident <laughs> by that last scene. But uh, Sarah, do, do you think it's going to last a while? Or do you think we'll see Boimler back on the Cerritos really quick? I don't want to say really quick, but I think we'll see him sooner rather than later. There's uh, potential for so much storytelling with that little guy. Casey, what do you think? Yeah, I think, what do we have, 10 episodes for the yeah. season? So yeah. by episode two or three, because then otherwise you're stretching it out of trying to to somehow fit him into each story for each episode. Yeah. He, Bill, he looks really uncomfortable on the, on the Titan, too, don't you think? <laughs> well, because he's he's out of his element. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. on, on the Serenos, he was kind of master of his own domain. I mean, you know, he was the best of the lower decks. And now that he's no longer in the lower decks, he feels like he's probably at the very bottom of the upper decks. And that's a very different place. It's like right. being a, a small fish in a big pond to some extent. Right. So I, I think that I think he feels a bit out of water, honestly. And yeah. I think he's got to come back to the Cerritos much sooner rather than later. Do you think that what happened yeah. at the end is like a a preview of what's going to happen next week with that wormhole thing and what they went through? That whatever the heck it was. I don't even remember what they called it. Oh, that's don't a good know. question. Yeah. 
don't know. It'll be interesting. Nice cliffhanger. Out. That, that could be a cliffhanger. We will find out. And um, so, yeah, Strange Energies. Casey, episode one started with a bang. So uh, what do we have coming up next week, my friend? Oh, my gosh. We've got another episode next week of Lower Decks. And it will continue to amaze with what? Amazing Star Trek callbacks when a member of a familiar-looking race becomes a new member of the crew on the USS Cerritos. In episode two, Kayshawn, his eyes open. Until then, remember that you, that's right, you, can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere finely produced podcasts are procured prominently. Thanks. Who wrote this crap? Oh, my God. I, I wrote that like six months ago. Yeah, and I just took it again. I just put it right back in there. Dan just copy-pastes. I want to know. Control I want to know. Control V. Yeah, how, how amazing, amazing, amazed things will be amazed. I think I used to have that. I think I used to have that read, which is why it's written that way. Oh, God. Shoot me now. (laughs) Poorly. That's wonderful alliteration, you jerk. Don't forget, you can support (laughs) Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon. Get access to the unedited audio of all our podcasts and a lot of other perks. Are those perks? This babbling nightmare of a podcast blooper? I don't know, but the following individuals, our producers on Discovering Trek, pay for this privilege. Mike Bovia, Chas Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Julianne Jordan, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers... Kasey Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. If you would like to support Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks podcast network, beam on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks, where subscription levels start at $2 a month. For even more great Star Trek discussion, we want everyone to check out the other member podcasts on the network. In addition, of course, to Discovering Trek... There's Rewind, Politrex, Five-Year Mission, Deep Space Pride, Infinite Trek, The Divine Treasury, (sighs) Sci-Fi Sisters, and of course, now we're proud to welcome Drawn to Trek, Science Station 2, and with the first link to our network family as the latest additions to the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. You can find all our podcasts, including where to listen, by visiting trekgeeks.com slash listen. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network, no one talks Trek like we do. Well, that's it. Uh, Strange Energies is in the books. That's a wrap. Done. Finished. Only nine more to go with this crazy band of the four of us. So thank you, Bill, Sarah, and Casey for the awesome discussion. And we'll see you next week to talk about Star Trek Lower Decks Episode 2, Kayshawn, His Eyes Open. So until next week, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.